0: There we go. Morning.
1: Good morning, Sam.
0: How are you today?
1: I'm having a uh yeah, I'm having a bad computer day, Sam.
0: But it's only half past seven in the morning.
1: Well, it's half past six where I am, but my computer doesn't care.
0: Where are you? Uh London. Oh I didn't know you were phoning me from London town.
1: London, England.
0: What are you doing in London, England?
1: Uh you know. Um right now. Having a bad computer morning and, Aww. um, uh, but generally, uh, having meetings with people about stuff. That's pretty cool. You know, as one does. As one London. does.
0: Yeah. That's exciting. Discussing
1: the future.
0: <laughs> it should be on your business card.
1: Mm. You know, most meetings are forward looking. You mm. talk about what you're going to do and why and, and- uh, how it's going to happen. Like, you know, and then, um, <laughs> I think we should have more meetings about now. And about the past.
0: <laughs> no, because those tend to be status <laughs> meetings, which is like, oh, hey, here's all the things we said we'd do a month ago. Oh, look, we haven't done any of them. Let's talk about it and then go away again. And but how else will you assign blame? Ugh Hate those meetings You said
1: you would Revolutionize our industry
0: (laughs) It's ridiculous (laughs) I am actually I'm doing this really Interesting consulting project At the moment For a giant corporate And Uh it's been fascinating Just to see how It's the innovators Dilemma at work Classically Mm -hmm. You know Um and it's a, it's a, the, the project we're working on spans the whole business. So we've been meeting with people throughout. And it's amazing to, to, to have seen that their incentives in each business unit are actually aligned in such a way or not aligned in such a way that it is impossible for them to collaborate on anything because it is against their self-interest. Which might have been fine before the incident, but now it just doesn't work.
1: Well, dude, you know, um, I, see, I see this in action all the time. Uh, you, you're trying to do things that require integration between all of the various silos in a business. But then mm. the people at the top of those silos are incentivized. And all they're really thinking about, really, if we're honest mm. now, if we're yeah. honest, mm. all they care about is whether or not they're going to get the bonus at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, But
0: but surely it's not their fault. Well, blame. It's the person who's right at the top of all the silos who set up the incentives in such a way that that is the case.
1: Oh, hell yes. Um, But, you know, be that as it may, you need more of the people lurking behind the pot plants lower down in the Mm. business to go, well, you know, this sucks. I don't (laughs) want to spend my life, you know. Hiding behind a pot plant and making sure that these four <laughs> boxes are ticked so that I can get my bonus at the end of the year. And uh, then go to the seaside at the same time as all the other monkeys and, uh, uh, and lie on the beach.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> I want to know what corporate you work at where there are people hiding behind pot plants. What do they do? What are they doing, <laughs> are they doing there? <laughs> uh,
1: um, I never said this happened in my company, Sam. Ever. I'm just saying, you know, maybe I know something about some corporates and maybe Uh, that's how it works there. That's what I'm saying. For sure. For sure. You know. uh, Mm -hmm. So who's your client? I can't can't tell you. You You see, Sam, even when you're having conversations that may or may not be heard on the internet, you can't always just reveal everything.
0: It's so true. It's so true. I am under very strict NDAs of the kind that are like, we will send scary looking Nigerians to your house at Mm. night to break your legs if you tell anyone things, you know.
1: Yep. (sighs) Uh, So how are you going to fix this company, Sam? What are you going to tell them to do? get well, a new like kick the douchebag at the top out of the window and get a new one
0: <laughs> i feel like my strategy you need a is new douchebag <laughs> i feel like my strategy is going to be one slide that says burn it down and start again <laughs> <laughs> no i uh, think i mean it is tricky because you know they as always happens um people think that websites are because because it is a website project i can tell you that people think that websites hmm. are a thing that exists in isolation and you can build the website yeah, and if you build the website really well then that's fine and the website the will be great ma-
1: the, ki- the kids make them on photoshop
0: exactly Just, the kids these days, in lego and hamster get, get,
1: get a kid give him pizza <laughs> but actually, incentivize him <laughs> totally
0: but actually like particularly if your website is doing anything vaguely like you know transactional um then it what it is actually is a a, a in-public representation of all of your business systems. And if all of your mm. business systems are screwed, then yeah, you can throw all the best engineers of the world at the problem and they cannot build you a good website. So, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of, as, as often happens, they went in saying, your mandate is this tiny box and you need to tell us what's going into the tiny box. And my job, I, th- I feel, is to go in and explain to them that actually their problem is much, much bigger than they think it is. Um, and whether they fix it or not is pretty much out of my control but at, I will do my job and tell them what is true
1: I think. and sometimes that's what you have to do and mm-hmm. sometimes it means that you're not going to be working with those people anymore I mean I myself myself, and uh, a certain Mr. Macy uh, we we pretended to work together for a short while it was mm. fun uh, mm-hmm. sort of mm. and, um, and we you know we had a client like this it uh, mm. was a big financial institution mm. who wanted help to be awesome on the internet and yeah um, and you know, they we we had a few meetings with consultants who had worked with them before. Mm. We met with them, uh, we scoped it out, and mm. then we had a meeting with them. Uh, I, I believe I believe douchebags call these "come to Jesus" meetings, um, <laughs> where we said we said, "Guys, uh, actually, we can't fix you. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. too broken." <laughs> yeah. And. Um, you know it 's like this isn 't a fixer upper house this is a, we need to mow this shit down the new house exactly yeah. and your house is very big, and you <laughs> seem to like it here. So we're going to go ahead and assume that that's not an option and, and, and yeah. um, decline working with you because oh, actually we can't fix you. And actually, we yeah. don't want to be like the douchebag consultants who will pretend yeah. that they can fix you, yeah. uh, take their check and ride off into the sunset without mm. having affected anything. And McKinsey. when you challenge them about it, they'll go, well, there was nothing wrong with the plan. You just didn't implement it properly.
0: Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of sad because the people that I'm working with in this company are incredibly Incredibly intelligent, motivated, wonderful human beings of the kind mm. that I'm looking at them, thinking, "Why are you working for a giant corporate? You're actually much cooler than that." Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the thing, and if they might surprise me, they might come back and say, "You know what? You're completely right. We are going to really invest in changing." And if that's mm. the case, then that's awesome. And if yeah, but they might. Well,
1: help. the other big challenge I suspect you're going to come up against is muscle memory, right? Because. Uh. As human beings it 's not just a corporate thing as human beings we all you know we get into a routine we we adopt a set of habits, we develop a way of doing things, and to change it is hard so you mm-hmm. know like you say these these aren 't bad people they're awesome people, but they 're stuck in a way that that this big corporate machine operates it's it 's almost yeah. like it 's encoded in the corporate DNA totally. uh, so you can you can have awesome meetings with whiteboards and you can like draw <laughs> smiley oh, faces sex. and yeah. yeah. <laughs> put bad things on the projector and then Have they'll all go spying
0: on me <laughs> yes
1: let's do this and then they go back to uh their jobs and the muscle memory kicks in and it doesn't yeah. help when as you say the muscle memory is incentivized yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. you behave this way you hide behind your pot plant make mm-hmm. sure that spotlight stays the fuck away from your face because if it gets mm-hmm. onto your face and people see you doing something and you yeah. screw up then no bonus for you. No totally. lying on the beach with all the other monkeys at the end of the mm, year. Totally. Don't want that.
0: Yeah, exactly. It'd be terrible. Oh, man.
1: You can do it, Sam.
0: Yeah. No, it's interesting. It's fascinating. I'm not, I'm not complaining at all. It's, it's a really, really interesting problem to be To be chunking in my brain. Well, is it? Because
1: I sometimes also feel like maybe we've just got better things to do. You know?
0: <laughs> it's like, like lying on the beach with monkeys. Well, <laughs> yes,
1: absolutely. That would be a better thing to do. But, you know... Um, the, there's so many companies just getting on with it, you know. There's mm. so many people out there doing amazing things who don't have to talk about it first. Yeah. Um, sure. And it's but- like, well, maybe it, maybe I should just focus on working with those people because mm. actually. Um, in today's day and age, you shouldn't have to explain these things. Like, you're a dumbass if you don't get this stuff. Mm. Uh, and I'm sorry that you don't get this stuff and nobody told it to you and whatever, but actually there are enough people who do, who are doing the cool things already, who who one doesn't have to spend all day mm. uh, justifying the radness of the internet to. You can just actually go and do stuff with it.
0: Yeah, and again, you know, innovators dilemma, inevitably those, those people who are doing cool things are much, much smaller and they don't have an established stake in or a stake in the established way of doing things. Um, yeah. So they, they have to change things.
1: Well, absolutely. You know, so you, then you end up like with an Ev Williams who mm. purposefully builds small teams doing awesome things and is massively disruptive within industries where he's got no vested interest. Yeah. But, you know, that's how the world moves forward, right? You mm-hmm. know, ast- asteroids suck if you're a dinosaur. They're (laughs) awesome if you're one of the little uh, squirrels who's been hiding from the dinosaurs for 4,000 years.
0: So funny. Did I say
1: 1,000? I meant million.
0: Millions, yeah.
1: Uh, It's London. It makes me think small, Sam.
0: (laughs) So tell me about London. Does it still feel kind of depressing because everyone seems to be unemployed or is that shifted (laughs) now? (laughs)
1: They're Uh, all lying around drinking lager.
0: No, Um, no, that's Spain.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I actually, I actually love London. I think it's a, it's a fantastic city. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm, am staying in a particularly cool part of London, uh, next to St Paul's Cathedral, oh, that's and cool. uh, you know, so it's in City of London, mm. uh, which is where all of the financial companies find themselves. Mm. Uh, birds of a feather, mm-hmm. and, um, and it's got all these, these fantastic little alleyways and people drinking lager, but. Um, But, you know, I I think London's one of those cities where the rat race is just so prevalent. Um, Mm. Maybe because most people are commuting by foot and train, but... You know, when Rush Hour hits in London, you know all about it. Yeah. <laughs> rush Hour is on now. Uh, that's cool. And yeah. it's just people walking in pinstripe suits everywhere. So, but I really uh, love
0: that 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 thing of being out in the city. So, um one of the one of the nice things about the big job I'm working on is is they're based in the middle of town. And it's so nice to be in the middle of the, of the middle of town and you kind of end up walking to places in the street and you have conversations with people who you would <laughs> never normally have conversations with. It's pretty great.
1: Mm, I wasn't suggesting it was great though <laughs> oh. <laughs> um i so that's that yeah I, I love that part of the big the, the kind of big city life too mm. um but what but when those throngs of humanity hit the streets to go and catch the bus mm. um from whatever circus to trent on stoat or whatever um then uh, then when rush was on it's not so much fun Mm. It's just like this, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you stand there in your t-shirt and go, what are you doing? Don't (laughs) you realize (laughs) that 11 million years from now, the sun will consume our planet and (laughs) you are making spreadsheets in a Um. striped suit. Why? And then everywhere. and then you meet them uh, over a log, and they're actually delightful human beings. Lovely even.
0: humans, yeah, absolutely. And you go,
1: well, you know, maybe maybe that form of sublimation is okay too. <laughs> I just I,
0: I I do kind of love um just just the things you can do, and it it ah it, it, oh, yeah. So our office in London is around the corner from the Tate Modern, and um, oh, your what's office that in London?
1: Yeah, yeah. okay, mm, yeah, yeah, exactly,
0: my office. Yes, yeah. you should go yeah. and say hi to them. They're I'll be cool in the people. London
1: office next week. <laughs> We should get together for some bangers and mash.
0: True, Simon. Um, Anyway, so, but they're around the corner from the tape mod. And people literally go during their lunch break and, you know, take in some Monet and, you know, just kind of arb around. What I do during my lunch break is I go, I'm lucky if there are ducks by our little pond (laughs) that I can look at, you know.
1: (laughs) Jo'burg is not a lunch break city.
0: (laughs) Not not so much. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. It's a drive around in a sedan kind of place. Totally. Um,
0: so, so what exciting things are you going to do while you're there in between talking to people in pinstripe suits?
1: I, I don't know, Sam. I will uh, I will be a man about town. What does Nassim Taleb call them? Well, he doesn't call them that. I don't know. Um, but, you know, that's <laughs> how you see your place. You don't yep. be a tourist with a plan nope. because uh, then you're not going to have a great time. Mm-mm. So... Uh, so you want to be a man about town. You mm-hmm. just want to stumble around and see where uh, <laughs> the next lager takes you <laughs> <That's> <laughs> or cool. whatever. Yeah. That um, good. So that's my plan is mm. not to have a plan and then, uh, and then see what happens. That's but I awesome. do uh, think that I may see my friend uh, Ricardo Webb because mm. uh, I haven't seen him for ages and he's a rad human being. It's a good thing. And uh, I will see my friend's guy in Cecilia and mm. I uh, will drink lager with him.
0: It sounds splendid
1: A flanier, is that is that it? I looked it up on the internet I'm not going to lie to you, Sam I, I, d- I don't remember know what you're this
0: word. even talking flania, about, actually Flanier,
1: from the French noun, flanier Means stroller, oh. lounger, saunterer Oh, or of lofer. course, of course <laughs> uh, it ref- Flannery refers to the act of strolling <laughs>
0: <laughs> What if you're flannerying in flannel? Then, With all then of its
1: accompanying ridiculous. associations <laughs> The flannier was, first of all, a literary type from 19th century France, essential to any picture of the streets of Paris. It carried a set of rich associations, the man of leisure, the idler, the urban explorer, the connoisseur of the street.
0: Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm going to be a, a flan, Um in Nairobi next week, which I'm very excited nice. about. Nice. Yeah. I'm very stoked. I've never been before.
1: Uh, you know what, neither have I I'm, I'm ashamed to say Because uh, you know, he has such amazing things Coming wow. out of uh, Kenya And yeah. uh, my friend Eric lives there And that is one rad mofo Who
0: I am trying to, to hook up with While I'm there oh, really? so, yeah, nice. so you can show
1: me things Stroke that fantastic beard of his and tell him I say hi. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, if if as long as it comes from you, I don't know Mm -hmm. him very well, so it might be a bit weird.
1: (laughs) Uh, He'll be okay with it. Uh, Eric uh, is awesome. He's a good guy. He can he can show you the iHub. Yes, where all yes. the amazing I stuff is happening, Absolutely. and uh, where Kenyans are making apps, mm, lots of uh, them and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, Panky. they put they put the world to shame, you know. And you totally. know what? It's it's the mm. whole like, you know, hippies in San Francisco making apps so you can. Tell people where you're currently eating It's bagels. like
0: Instagram for your yes. cat.
1: Yes, this one checks you in automatically. <laughs> and tells people what you're having on your bagel. <laughs> and, um, and then you speak to Kenyans who are solving real problems. You're like, hmm, yeah. these people don't have food and they will die. No, it's uh, let's yeah. make technology to help with that problem Yeah. Uh, instead of more cat picture Stuff.
0: No, it's incredible. And what's amazing is that often, like, I don't know if you've ever seen any of their USSD apps. Like, somehow these guys managed to build really, really sexy looking USSD things that still Mm -hmm. work on smartphones. And a large part Mm -hmm. of the audience is still on smartphones. But just on USSD, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's very uh, cool. It is very cool. uh, We were speaking to Brian Nelson yesterday from Google, Mm. who said to us, uh, you know, what Google reckons now is don't even bother with the USSD. The inflection point is so close where where uh, the internet will be everywhere, mm. beamed down from balloons in the stratosphere. Well, I whatever. don't know.
0: Have they been to Joburg recently?
1: <laughs> Haha. Or any big city, Sam? You know, mm. I, I'm in London. You'd think that mm. over here, uh, the pinnacle of civilization, <laughs> that yeah. um, that the internet would flow. Uh, it doesn't really. I mean, it's okay, uh, but I wouldn't say it's any better or worse than uh, than the big cities in South Africa. That's I, I'm talking now about mobile. Because, like, fixed lines, that's so 100 years ago. Totes. (laughs) Uh, But if you do get on a fixed line, yeah, well, let's not talk about the discrepancy between you. (gasps) Actually, let's. Because I actually have been on an ADSL line in London where I got all of 800 kilobits per second down Uh, on a 12-meg line, which is really just what it's it's marketed as. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. This is not the London I was promised, Sam (laughs) Ah,
0: I just bought myself a very fancy new router for my home Uh, My internet's been dropping consistently for the last year And I thought it was MWeb And I finally just kind of manned up and bought a really expensive router And now it's fine, it's perfect, it's amazing It's not like
1: dropping the base I I think uh, it was just overheating Far more serious than that
0: I think it was just overheating, freaking Mm. overheating But anyway, so now I have internet, it's amazing
1: yeah, the internet's, uh, <laughs> the internet's really Cat rad. internet's pictures
0: whenever mm-hmm. you need them.
1: Pornography on demand.
0: Exactly. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I think this internet thing is going to be big.
1: Yeah, it might be a bit of a flash in the pan, but, uh, you know, <laughs> kids are doing interesting things with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm told. So when are you coming to your London office, <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. I really love the London office. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no, no immediate plans. I'm going to Cape Town on Sunday for Lurie's. Ah,
1: yeah. uh, okay. Thought you, I thought you may be in your London office this weekend and we could go and get a pie.
0: We could go and do – what's that word? Flannel? <laughs> flanneling? We could go flanneling around Flaneur.
1: flanier. <laughs> I think that's how You pronounce it Right now Some Frenchman Is going Flannery uh, uh, Flannery Not flannery really Who is this South busted. African idiot Yeah <laughs> Afrique yeah. de soot, Idiot um, uh, Flannery 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 uh, <laughs> The act of strolling With all of its Accompanying associations So how do um, you turn
0: In French How do you turn Something into a verb So you, do you go flan flanering No that doesn't Sound right
1: mm, You commit flannery I don't know <laughs> I, I honestly yeah. don't know. Okay. Um, there's must, some pictures here out. of uh, famous flaneurs. Um,
0: <laughs> is it, in it not safe for work?
1: Well, uh. no. <laughs> so this <laughs> uh. this particular French gentleman is wearing a top hat. He has uh, illustrious sideburns. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing a what do you call it around the neck? The cravat uh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he's got and a, tails. a fish. Fishtail coat, yep, and uh, he's got his his uh, walking stick under his arm. It looks and, more like
0: a riding crop, which and then again he, reinforces my, are my you belief on the same that page as I, I am on the Wikipedia page. I am on the Wikipedia page. Indeed, Make sure and He's staring.
1: W- he's staring listfully at the sky. <laughs> what is he looking at? I don't oh. know. I don't even know what listful <laughs> means. Uh, it just sounds uh, like that's what our dear <laughs> flinia is doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> so funny <laughs> Pronounced flaneur But you know What else are you going to do In 19th century France? Yeah um, Other There's than no saunter pictures. About the streets of Paris Perplexing the ladies <laughs> 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 oh,
0: That's so funny uh, Yes
1: um, yeah. So London needs more of that I think And yes. I think the French would agree
0: I'm sure they would mm. I'm sure the, so. the French agree that London needs more of everything French.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe this uh, there's something in this approach to helping douchebags in suits who want more money from digital. Digital. Mm. digital it's digital. Cody. It's not like analog.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at this guy's suit. It's amazing how male fashion has changed so little over the last 100 years compared <laughs> to female fashion. I feel like, I don't know, I know hippie, uh, hipsters who could wear exactly <laughs> that ridiculous coat Nobody to a nightclub. Nobody would no, no one would blink an eye. But woman, if I were to go in a full sort of, you know, thing that covers my ankles because you know how sexy ankles were in the mm-hmm. t- at the turn of the century, mm-hmm. it would be kind of weird. It's amazing.
1: In your, in your Marie Antoinette get-up. Mm, with ridiculous big hair. Yeah. Mm.
0: It, I, I read this amazing thing a while ago about the history of the high-heeled shoe. Have I ever told you about this?
1: <laughs> you haven't, but you're about to.
0: I am about to. Oh, am I? So – If you were to guess, where would you guess the high-heeled shoe comes from?
1: Hmm, if I were to guess, let's see... Who would create something so silly and torturous? Uh, yes, it may actually have been the French, or maybe it, it was like Persia. <laughs>
0: it was, in fact, the Persians, and it was the Persian what? army. the Persian army? So high I'm on shoes. fire this morning, dude! Sam. I know, I know. Clearly, all the all the pinstripe vibes are, are soaking into your brain and making you more cool. Um, mm-hmm. So what happened was they were invented for the cavalry, basically. So they were invented to, so that you could hook yourself into the stirrups while you were riding, and you could shoot bows and Arrows more effectively, so Get or whatever out. they would have been shooting. Yeah, totally. And it was hundreds of years ago. And men wore high-heeled shoes for years and years and years. Oh. And then, be, and there was this thing about like because high-heeled shoes are impractical. If you were wearing high-heeled shoes, then clearly you were very rich because you didn't have to go and traipse around in the fields, you know, making food. You were just lying around there while, while women fanned you. So it was a fashion thing for men, for the aristocracy, um, for a very long time. And there was this phase in. London, or in England overall, where Persian fashion became the thing. And so men in in England started wearing these high-heeled shoes, very, very rich men. And then during the Enlightenment In the 1800s um, When there was this whole thing about We're all the same Men stopped dressing up ridiculously Because men were the ones Who used to dress up And kind of have the fa- fancy makeup and, f- and fruffles and things And men stopped doing that During the Enlightenment Because there was a sense of Man is all equal Not man Notice man is all equal mm-hmm. So they started wearing suits Essentially And this is why male fashion Has been deliberately dressed down For the last 200 years Is because of the Enlightenment really um, And But women at that time started imitating the fashions of men because that was cool and they started wearing high heel shoes and that is why we are here today.
1: Get the freck out of here.
0: Uh huh. History is cray-cray.
1: It makes sense now. Horse riding.
0: Yeah. Plus, <laughs> you know,
1: if you're riding a horse, you probably have a sword and there are other people with swords trying to poke you. So if you kick them in the face with your high heel shoes, <laughs> it's probably pretty effective too.
0: Probably slightly less effective than a pointy sword though. Let's be uh, honest
1: <laughs> Yeah but uh, You know All the slashing gets boring You need to kick somebody in the face Every so often <laughs> Just for variety You know uh,
0: It all makes sense now High-heeled shoes as a weapon Yeah I can uh-huh. buy that yeah. I,
1: I've I've seen them used as a weapon I'm uh, told this happens um, Yeah
0: Yeah did Indeed James uh, I'm so sorry That you had to wake up A whole hour Earlier than normal On a Friday
1: Oh dude I'm not You know okay. I was up anyway <laughs> Okay Cool I um I was doing stuff. You uh, were I,
0: flaneuring. I flaneuring. woke up really
1: early yesterday and I went for a run. <laughs> uh, oh, injured myself, so now uh, I'm not doing that this morning. But I am mm-hmm. speaking to my friend Sam, which is uh, which is far nicer than running in the cold along the Thames.
0: Oh, shame. Oh, yeah, it would be getting colder by now. Mm.
1: Uh, it would be. <laughs> it would indeed, Sam. Is it,
0: is it still dark? It's weird how different hemispheres of the world have different seasons. Holy crap. Anyway. Yeah.
1: The mind boggles. Uh, I know. It's it's getting light now. Although, you know, I'm not sure what that means in in (laughs) London. Somebody's turned the dimmer up to one. And um, (laughs) it's gone from dark to a little less dark. It's it's uncouth to just suddenly turn all the... Oh, my God. That reminds me of a story. Yes. Dude, night before last, go to bed in my hotel room. All the lights are off. Yeah. Okay? Pitch dark, otherwise I cannot sleep. Mm -hmm. One o'clock, wake up. Every single light in the room I'm sitting in right now is on. The Mm. lamp on the desk, the two lamps next to the bed, the overhead lights, the lights in the bathroom. Like anything with a bulb is on (laughs) at one o'clock in the morning. That's weird. Uh, So I wake up and I go, hmm, well, uh, I'm going to just act calm now (laughs) and switch up all the lights (laughs) and go back to bed. Which is what I did. Uh, But it was pretty strange.
0: So what happened? Did you find out if there's a poltergeist?
1: Well, um, since that would be impossible, I'm guessing this was uh, (laughs) a a technology fail. But it was Uh, pretty creepy at the time. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: It's amazing how even the most rational, scientifically-minded human being, if it is like 2 in the morning and it's dark and you're home alone, your lizard brain tells you that there are things in the shadows that want to kill you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which is an experience, mm. by the way, so talking about something completely unrelated, um, that this game, this game I just played, it like really, really gets. Have I told you about how much I love Gone Home? I can't remember who I've told about this game.
1: Uh, uh, not, not I.
0: Well, it's this amazing indie game um, and there is no, nothing that happens really. But basically you walk into, you've been away for, for a year traveling, you're a student. And in Hardy the time does. you were away... Yeah, can you hear them? Mm, Of
1: course
0: I can. (laughs) It's the soundtrack to our show. Sorry, continue. Um... So the idea is you've been away for a year, you come home. Mm -hmm. In the time you've been away, your parents have moved to a new house that happens to be really creepy. And you come home and it's one in the morning and it's pitch dark and no one is there. And there's just this kind of creepy, ominous note saying, please don't look for me, who you don't know who's from. And basically the the Mm -hmm. rest of the game is you walk around the house and you pick shit up and you try and work out what has happened in this house. Um, But (laughs) it does this ridiculous thing. Oh, it gets so creepy. Every room you walk into is pitch dark and it takes your eyes a minute to adjust and you've mm-hmm. got to like frantically scrabble for the light switch. It just, it gets that feeling, that creepiness so, so well, like oh in a game, God. but you get sincerely creeped out. It's amazing. There
1: were a few of, there's been a few games like that that just get it right. Uh, do you remember, what was it called? Uh, Alone in the Dark. No. The, re- the first Alone in the Dark.
0: No, tell me about it.
1: Whoa, scary, scary stuff going on in Alone in the Dark, Sam. And then there's like those claustrophobic kind of uh, dead space sort of, uh freakiness yeah um, uh, it's Do- like doom three to a degree mm, totally so what's the name of this game again
0: uh gone home it's amazing oh I- gone
1: home i thought you were saying like some japanese word and then
0: <laughs> gone, home. Gone, home.
1: <laughs> gone home game.com i found out about yeah, a game amazing. this week that i'm very excited about mm-hmm. uh, it's called war for the overworld Ooh. why am i excited about it because it's a recreation of Dungeon Keeper, which was one of the oh best games. Oh my god! I was obsessed made.
0: with Dungeon Keeper. Obsessed. I used to slap chickens all the time.
1: Dude, you know, you know, because you know. And so, um, War for the Overworld uh, was kickstarted. It was funded two times over by people <laughs> like you and I. Um, they've recruited the guy who did the original voice, the narrator for uh, Dungeon Keeper
0: for for horny.
1: Yeah, and. Uh. Um, and they're making a new Dungeon Keeper game. And oh, if, my you, goodness. if you And if you go to uh, wftogame.com and you pre-order it, you get access to the beta, which I'm planning to do this weekend, maybe.
0: Squee! squee! Sorry, that's a very excited squee. Um, yes. And oh, then you and goodness.
1: I you and I can um, battle for yes. the overworld oh, online against amazing. each other. Amazing. Yes. Now, are we Steam friends, Sam? This is important. I don't Why know. Don't I know this.
0: No, i, I never don't get multiplayer no. with people really i get very like i don't know because i play games at weird times of the day and uh,
1: yeah you know. <clears throat> well you know uh we should fix that
0: totally let's do we
1: should uh we should start a podcast where we talk about um you know um freeing up some time for important stuff winning mm, at work like,
0: and playing like games playing games
1: <laughs> yes. it's
0: all related, it's all related mm-hmm. really yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> okay all right spam so you enjoy flaneuring around London town. Um, Flanerie, yes. With the pinstripe, I will
1: stop and look at this brick.
0: <laughs> I was gonna. Sorry, I'm busy making show notes, and I was gonna call this monkeys on the beach, but flannering it now is.
1: Flanerie.
0: Flanerie.
1: Yes. Anyway. I, ooh, that would get you a backhand from a French stepmother.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you never or <laughs> in French, man. Uh, amazing. <laughs> This uh, not how hilarious. we pronounce things.
0: uh You sound like the candelabra from Beauty and the Beast. Anyway, um.
1: I uh, I once travelled to Paris <laughs> with someone, and uh, we got into a taxi, and this person thought they could speak French, you know. Oh no! So he started speaking French to the taxi driver, <laughs> and the taxi driver looked back and said. I'm sorry, monsieur. Can we please speak English? What you to my language? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love the French. They're amazing.
1: Uh,
0: okay, cool. Awesome. All right, it's Samantha. Been, it's been fun. I'll chat to you soon. Okay.
1: Being emotional. Goodbye. All right.
0: Or see you on Steam.
1: <laughs>
0: Cheers. <laughs> Bye.